What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. I am Ryan G, soon to be joined by Kurt and Brandon. I apologize for us getting a late start today by a few minutes. Uh, completely and totally my fault. Uh, time got completely away from me today as I was doing something personal. And um, before I knew it, three hours had passed away. Um, so, got started late. And uh, working with a, a low charge on the uh, the equipment that I'm using right now. So hopefully I've got enough juice to last me through this episode. I completely apologize for being 100% unprepared. That seems to be the case for me this week, um, unfortunately. But uh, you know what? It happens. We'll get through it. We're going to have a great show today. Uh, waiting on Kurt and, uh, and Brandon to join us. How's everybody's week going? I hope everybody has had a great week and a great weekend. Welcome aboard, Kurt. How you doing? What's going on, man? I'm whew, I'm just sitting here explaining to the folks, man, that it has been a day. Um, <laughs> I tried to get set up here, and everything that could go wrong started going wrong for whatever reason. So, um, but that's my fault because I, I took a lot more time doing things than, than I needed to today. So, but it is what it is. Um, how's your week been, man? It's been okay. I, um, think I fractured my ankle today, but we'll find out uh, one day next week. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we, we talked about that just a moment ago. Um, <laughs> the, the boys set you up with a booby trap and I'll be yeah, damned if dad didn't get everywhere. hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and it man well i hope um i hope it's not fractured i hope everything um goes all right with that so but uh yeah you know I, i'm sure you'll find out more about that tomorrow um uh -huh. are you in any sort of i mean it may sound like a stupid question but are you in any sort of pain right now uh only when i walk it was hurting earlier uh when i when it first happened but i took some uh ibuprofen 800 so okay okay yeah, I'm, I'm good right now <laughs> All right. Um, I wonder what's going on with Brandon. Um, yeah, he might not have saw it because I just saw it uh, right before see. I logged on. Let me check in with him real quick. Uh, let's see here. So outside of that, what else has been going on? Um, anything interesting? Just working. Yeah, same here. Um, once again, man, I had a I had a very good week at work. Um, I can't complain about anything. The week went well. Um, I did attempt to uh, to leave work early, as you know. Now I'm commuting at least part of the way to work on uh, on the market train, and I've been leaving the office at. Uh, four o'clock to come home and so this past week i tried to leave at three to see if it would make any sort of difference whatsoever in my commute and it did not so i'm just going to continue leaving at four unfortunately what that means is when i leave at work um once i get home i have to make up those two hours on the back end so i'm i'm working while everybody else is chilling eating dinner and all that shit so but um it is what it is
So I did reach out to Brandon, but haven't heard anything back from him. Have you heard anything from him, Kurt? You're still there, Kurt? Have I lost everyone? Kurt, I think your mic is muted. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I reached out to Brandon, but I haven't heard back from him, so. Let's see. Man. So, uh, the wrestling that you did watch this week, um, I know we're going to talk about it here in a few minutes, but just in one word, how would you sum it up? I thought Raw and uh, SmackDown was okay. The AEW was terrible. I just, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it at all. Yeah, they, they are all over the place, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we'll get a little more into that um, here in just a moment. Uh, Brandon has joined the building. Brandon has joined the building. This has been, it's, it's just been a fucked up day, man. Um, it's just been. Hey, my up. bad. <laughs> All me. I'm going to say is my bad. Let's move on. Hey, man, no, no worries. No worries. Um, the folks got five minutes of greatness from me and Kurt. So um, you, you, oh, you just Lord. missed out on all that greatness. Um, oh boy! Well, I listen back. I'll listen. I will listen back to the re- to the replay. But now nah, my um, I, my my alarm on my car started going off for no reason, so I had to go and investigate. Ah, okay. Make sure ain't nobody. Because we had a um, we had an incident earlier this week where somebody was breaking in cars, so I just wanted to make sure. Really? Yeah. Shit. It was these. Uh, they said that um, it was these kids that uh came through overnight, and you know they was doing their little thug thizzle. And so I heard my alarm going off, so I was like, let me make sure it ain't my car, but I probably just, um, because I had my keys next to me, so I probably just, you know, messed the button by accident. Uh, okay. That was it. Yeah, we've we've had a couple of uh, car thefts over, over here, um, but I'm far less concerned about the car thefts as the murders that we've had over here, so. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you would think where I live, as far out as where I live, that kind of shit wouldn't be popping off. But we have had two in the in the time that I've been here. God Almighty! One one outside the gates, and um, another one in in the gates. So, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm trying to get a house and get the hell out of here. So, but anyway, folks, um, this is wrestling with my thoughts. Uh, we are Ron G. Kurt and Brandon, your your host for the evening, and uh, again, sorry for the uh, the technical difficulties, the delays, and all this shit. Most of it, ninety nine percent of it, was my fault because I was very ill prepared today. Um, I told Kurt and Brandon, I decided to get the bright idea to reorganize my workstation here at home and. I've mentioned before that I collect Funko Pops. Well, I now have 102 of these things. And when I moved my workstation, I also had to move my my Pops. I told them, I started when it's somewhere like 1.30, 1.45. And we were supposed to pregame at 4.30. Well, I started getting a text at 4.36, something like that, wondering if we were going to meet. 
I had completely lost track of time and I wasn't finished. So, um, yeah, that, that threw my whole damn day off. Um, I didn't charge my phone. I'm working with, uh, uh, with 23% power right now. So we're going to power through this. I think I'll be all right. Well, well, yeah, I thought, I thought me cracking my ankle was a bad day. No, <laughs> I guess I must be having the best day out of both of y'all. <laughs> and even I'm sitting over here, I'm, I'm literally running on fumes because my biz, my weekend has been just busy from top to bottom. And so, you know, I, when I got home from church earlier, I'm like, let me just not get started doing nothing and get something to eat and do whatever before I even get on this podcast or whatever. Because I knew if I get some, if I get started doing something, I'm going to lose track of time like Run did. So <laughs> I, I just because I know me, like I just I I have to. I'm, I'm at this stage in my life where I have to start compartmentalizing a lot. So <laughs> yeah, and I can I can Golly. completely completely relate to losing track of time today. Sounds like all three of us had a uh, very interesting Sunday. Yes, <laughs> uh-huh. so, it's been rolling, 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 rolling. Man, so let's go on and get this show started, man. We're going to start off, ladies and gentlemen, with um, reviews of Raw and SmackDown. We're going to touch briefly on AEW um, and then kind of go from there with the rest of the show. Uh, Monday Night Raw, what uh, what did you think about Monday Night Raw, Brandon? Uh, well, it's um, I, I would say underwhelming, but it's kind of normal for WrestleMania season because really Monday Night Raw didn't start cranking up until maybe those last two, three weeks going towards WrestleMania. And so, um, I was really looking forward to, um, I tuned in to see the interaction between Sammy, um, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens to see what they were going to do, talk about, and to see if anything was going to develop with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns as they are the main event. And I'm sure we're going to get into that in a second, but you know, it was just kind of underwhelming. However, I will say with the Sami Zayn's and Kevin Owens thing, you know, I'm interesting. I'm interested to see, cause we know what the matchup is going to be. So I'm interested in seeing how they're going to get there. And I like how they kind of kept it, but basically Kevin Owens kept it real. He was just like, look, man, you went and you went your way and you did your thing with these group of people. So if you need some help, you need to go ask them. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I liked it because it was like a level of realism to it. So, and you know, Cody Rhodes, another promo. So I'm like, okay, we're going to get to the, um, we need to get, to, we need to get to some action here. And that's pretty much what I thought about it. That's the only reason why I really tuned in this week to see those two things. Cause those are the two main storylines going into mania. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm definitely interested in seeing where they go with, uh, with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, because, the, the funny thing is that it, it you know, floods over into the already going on storyline that Sami Zayn has with the bloodline. And now it's right. involving Jay. Nobody really, nobody really knows where Jay stands. And, uh, you know, Sami, or uh, rather Kevin Owens put Sami Zayn on notice, you know, don't talk to me, talk to your homie. And walked yep. off. And, I told you guys the other night that this is like legitimately the first time I've really had any considerable interest in Kevin Owens since the night he showed up and showed out on John Cena. Yeah. 
That was some good. I, I remember that night specifically. <laughs> yes, vividly in my mind. That was some good shit. Yeah, and then because at that time I was like, that was some of the best shit I've seen on WWE Raw for in a very long time. Yeah, so, and you and you yeah. know how long ago that's been. So it's been what seven eight years now. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm definitely and I can't believe it. Definitely interested in in seeing where they go with this, Kurt. Um, before we get into breaking down matches or whatever, um, what did you think about the show overall? I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't, and I understand why they did it with Sami Zayn and um, um, Corbin. I understood why it happened, but I'm like, I, th- I thought they could have did something else. I was I was not pleased with the, the um, promo with Cody Rhodes and uh, Paul Heyman, but I thought the show overall it was okay. Yeah, it was... yeah, but we can go further. We can go further as we break every match now. All right. Yeah. 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 I I agree. Um, I think it was uh was a very decent show. Um, it's better in my opinion. It's better than it has been. Um, and for me personally, that's saying a lot. So, starting off the show as we just talked about, um, Sami Zayn came out to to thank the crowd, talk to the crowd, and I know they were in Canada, but. He is over like fuck right now. Um, yep. They they need not mess this up because um, it only takes a little bit of booking mishaps to really screw this up for him. And he's he's doing very well. And uh, as we talked about, um, Kevin Owens came out. Uh, well, Sammy called Kevin Owens out and uh, he came out. They addressed each other in the ring and Sammy made a plea to Owens to to. Uh, team up with him to to take out the bloodline. Both of them work together. Um, as you just heard us say, Kevin Owens turned them down, and we're we're all very interested to see where that goes from there. We're also very interested in seeing what part Jay plays in all of this. Jay Uso. Um, yeah. After that, uh, there was an impromptu match between Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin. Um, Zayn beats Corbin by pinfall. Um, there was no way they were going to have uh, Corbin go over on Zane. Not that night. Um, Corbin is, and and this is highly disrespectful of me. It's 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 mean spirited, I guess. But right now he's a waste of space. Corbin, that is. Um, Kurt, what do you think about Corbin? I, I agree with you. They need to get him off TV. Because yeah. he is a waste of space right now. And, that, and what I read, I think that is the plan, is to move away from him. I think that's why they got rid of JBL. And just, he, I don't think maybe a month or two from now, he won't be on TV anymore. Yeah, they, they've got to do something, man, because he is. But a- I, 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 I blame them because they, they killed him with that gimmick of him being poor, then being rich. They killed him with that. They killed yeah. him. You can't come back from that now. Yeah. There's no way you can come back from that. Because nobody's going to take him seriously. No, yeah, not at all. See, the only way, I, 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 going old school, I think the only way they come back from that now is to send him away for six months to a year. Nobody talk about him. Nobody see him. No vignettes when he comes back. Just have him show up. Um, have him be in the best shape he can be in physically. And just have him show up and be pissed off at the world and, and want to get some revenge on anybody that steps in the ring with him. Uh, will that work? I don't know. Um, but I think that's the best course of action for Baron Corbin. 
Um, Brandon, what do you think about Corbin? What do you think about this match as well? Um, you know, I thought the match was cool, but I knew Corbin was going to lose. And I agree with you because I was sitting there watching it like, you know, hey, I think Corbin need to go away for a while and, you know, just come back with, you know, full of piss and vinegar and Stone Cold would say, and um, just go and just beat the shit out of people because he's been dealt a very terrible hand. Yes. Terrible hand. And he's lost so much. And I and to be and to be honest with you, you know, I had a lot of, you know, just you know a lot of hope in Corbin because I've I've kind of I've I've been a I don't want to say a fan, but I've kind of been you know, interested in him, you know, as a wrestler since his NXT days, and I just wanted to see what he was going to do. And I'm just like, man, it just killed him at every point. And I think that he's way better than that, way better than that. And I would like to I would like to see him come back like as a cold blooded killer like he was in NXT or whatever. And just, you know, because at the end of the day, like, you know, the, everything they try to do with him, like, he's lost every week. And people don't have, man, nobody got no faith in him no more. He's a laughing stock. So I want to see him come back and just, you know, get, you know, pretty much just get his manhood back, you know. Yeah, but just think about crazy. it. Because he has some he has some very good matches with Roman Reigns before they screwed him over with these gimmicks they put him in. Yeah. So, you know, he definitely can, can add, have some value, but they screwed him. Big time. Yeah, see, I, Big time. I, I, I thought I had, I had higher hope. I had high, higher expectations for him on the main roster and everything. I thought he was going to be, you know, a player, but they just portrayed him as a joke. And I don't think he should. I don't think he should be like that. I think he's too talented for that. I I never really liked him in NXT. He was a very different person in NXT than he is now. But right. I, I never really liked him in NXT. That's just my personal opinion. Um, but. That said, if they're if they're going to have him on the roster, then they they need to do something better than this because this does him no good. I mean, he's drawing a paycheck, happy for him, but this this ain't the shit. So. And Pat McAfee just talking cash and money <laughs> shit about yes. <laughs> we ain't helping. Yes. <laughs> so so I'm like you know really. If they were going to start, if he going to go away and they're going to start a few, he need to go after Pat first because he got to get his. Because I'm like, man, hey, <laughs> Pat says stuff, boy, get your ass whooped out here in the hood, man. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, moving along, there was a Austin Theory interview segment backstage. Um, I really don't know what to say about Austin Theory. He he looks great physically. Um, he's not bad in the ring, but there's just something that doesn't click with me. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I'm going to keep watching the kid to figure out, try to figure out at least why he's not clicking for me, but I, you know, I could take him or leave him. Um, I, I think he's good, but I just, I'm not interested right now. Um, what about, what about you, Brandon, with, with Austin theory, where do you fall on Austin theory? I think that it's going to come, you know, the, I think that, you know what, he might, the more and more I watch him, I'm like, I think that he might be a main event player. We just have to kind of keep watching. Um, cause right now, like the gimmick that they have him in, it's kind of, it's almost as if it's like, you know, you act like a little bitch right now. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you lost or whatever, you're the United States champion, blah, blah, blah. All right, fine. So, um, we just, we just got, we just kind of keep, we just have to kind of keep watching. But I think that he does have a lot of potential. To be a main event player for real, I think he does. You know, it's just it's just going to take some time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he does. I mean, and I don't mean this disrespectfully towards Austin Theory, but 
shit, by default, he's got main event talent in him because of, yes, he does. Of, of what they have and who they have in WWE right now. That's not a right. slight against him. That's just the, the level of talent that they have right now because everybody else that is worth watching like that is already at the top. So right. we'll see. I'm, I'm going to keep watching him. So. Yeah, and also, I meant to bring this up on the pregame, but they bring it back to King of the Ring pay-per-view this year. They don't, that's rumored. And so maybe, you know, we might see, you know, Austin Theory, you know, become the king of the ring and get that push. Maybe. They're going to have a king of the ring and a queen. I think it's the queen's crown or something like that. Yeah. But it's going to be a big pay-per-view. So we'll see. But I think that he has a lot of, um, because they're getting ready to put him with John, before I read, they're getting ready to put him with John Cena at WrestleMania. So it's like, you know, they might have like a lot of, um, momentum behind him. And I think that he's going to be, you know, good. It's just, you know, we got to just kind of get him in some type of situation or a storyline to where everybody can kind of like, you know. Right, right. So, you know, we'll see. What about you, Kurt? Where do you fall on on Austin Theory as a wrestler? Um, I'm not a fan, but he has the look to be a superstar. And I think that's where they're going to push him. And um, I'll go more in detail about more more about it once we review the match he had with Edge, which I thought was a pretty good match with him and Edge on Monday. Now, I did too. I'll say this. I think one of (laughs) y'all may laugh at this, but I think one of my issues with Austin Theory is they keep hyping him as from Atlanta and he does like the A Town Down shit. And I admittedly am a Metro Atlanta snob because I was born and raised in Atlanta. Dude was born and raised in McDonough. That's not Atlanta. No, it's not. <laughs> and I think not even close. Yeah, I think that's one of my things with him, um, because I am admittedly so snobbish about that. Like that shit bothers me when I hear people like, "Yeah, I'm from Atlanta." No, you're not. You're from fucking Stockbridge, Stone, or, 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 or from Stone Mountain. Yeah, I'm from Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. I'm from no motherfucker. You from Stone Mountain? You, you, know, you're you 45 to, you, you miles from through, Atlanta. You have to go through traffic. <laughs> no, if you don't have to go through traffic to get from Atlanta, get to Atlanta. You're from Atlanta. Right. So, uh, moving on, we've got Mustafa Ali uh, beating Dolph Ziggler by pinfall. I mean, I, I'm going to say this. Dolph is drawing a paycheck. I don't know how much that paycheck is. I'm sure it's pretty handsome for the the amount of time that he's put in. Dude came through uh, the the varsity squad, and he's he's captured championship gold on just about the spirit squad. Yeah, spirit squad. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I don't know what I told you. It's been a day, man. It's been a day. <laughs> but um, that's all good. So so he, and he's. Cap, uh, capture championship gold on every level within WWE. Dude is good. Um, but I think he's too good for his own good because he's now used to get other people over at his expense. Yep. Um, I'm not sure where they're going with Mustafa Ali. Um, I don't even really know how I feel about him as a wrestler. Uh, Kurt, what did you think about this match? And and where are you with with well, shit with both Ali and Ziggler? I thought the match was okay, but uh, I'm not high on Mustafa Ali. Um, Dolph, he's had a very good career, but I think it's time for him 
to um, go away for a while, you know, like JR say, learn a new hold and then come back or even maybe go to another um, promotion. Cause I think he's done everything he can in WWE and it's time for him to move on. And I understand, you know, you build superstars by having them beat former superstars, but you can't have Ali just beat Dolph Ziggler. I don't, I'm not buying that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't buy Ali as a superstar. Um, I also agree with you that I think maybe, uh, Ziggler's best days are behind him because he's been around for a while and that's not a knock on him. Um, dude's had a hell of a career, but I just think his days, you know, as a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As a workhorse at, at the top of the card are, are gone. Um, yeah. His brother is in AEW. Maybe there's maybe there's something there for him. Um, I'm with you on Mustafa Ali. I, I don't see the appeal. Um, I think he would be great as a cruiserweight if they had a cruiserweight division. But they don't. So Isn't that, isn't that, how, they, isn't that, isn't that how he started? When they had the cruiserweight, when they had, you know, the you know, cruiserweights had their own store, only they had their own show or whatever. Yeah. And I, I think that flopped because they didn't put any real passion, or not passion, but any real work into it. They gave them a show, and that's it. Um, there was no, there was no real promos. There were no, no storylines really to follow. But um, spe- go ahead, Brandon. Tell me what what you thought about this match and and how you feel about both uh, Mustafa Ali and Dolph Ziggler. Well, I'll go with, you know, with Dolph first. Um, I, you know, I watched Dolph for a long time. Yes. All of us have. And I'm thinking now it's like, you know, it's time for him to go to, you know, it's time for him to kind of move on. He's done everything in WWE that he could do. And I agree with Kurt on that. Um, Mustafa Ali with, they had, a, you know, WWE had a cruiserweight show. And I'm like, if they would have built that right, he would have been perfect. Um, I just lost my train of thought, but um, I, told you, I, mean, I, it's thought, been I thought I thought the I thought the match was pretty. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I thought the match was pretty good. I thought the match was pretty good overall, but I'm just like, you know, I just don't care, and I'm just like, Dolph just looks like he's just there for a paycheck. Yeah, to me, he's just there for a paycheck, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, Dolph, you know, Dolph has been Dolph has had a great career. He's had better careers than maybe ninety percent of wrestlers. He's had a great career. He has won at every level that you could think of. But I think it just now, you know, it's, just, it's it's time for him to move on and go do something else, you know. And I don't mind him. He can wrestle as long as he want to wrestle because he can wrestle. But it's like, you know, okay, let's go to another. You've been in WWE forever, so let's go to another promotion and, you know, show your chops or whatever, you know, and see what you can do without, you know, all the, the, the WWE machine behind you yeah, and all that. And I would like to see that. So, I mean, shit, you could always return as, what was he, Nikki of the Spirit Squad? You could always go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it, you know, it, it, I didn't know that that was him until maybe ten years after that Spirit Squad thing. Man, let me tell I you, I didn't know that was him. There was some fucking talent on the Spirit Squad. They yep. they didn't get shout out to Kenny Dykstra. Yes, they did not get the opportunities as individuals that they deserved, and WWE ran off some very good talent as a result. Yep. Um, well, it, was a, it was a shitty gimmick, so that's why. Yeah, 
I agree. Now, I'll say this. But you know what, though? It, they made some memorable moments. I, w- memorable. I was just about to say, I agree with you, Kurt. It was a bad idea, bad gimmick, but those that group of guys did well with it. it it's, I, I, I'm, I'm not comparing the elevation of what The Undertaker did with, with what the Spirit Squad was, but the, what I'm saying is, if you give that 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 same gimmick to any other collection of wrestlers, I think it's it's going to fall flat from the minute it starts. But those guys made it work in their own way as best they could, given what that fucking gimmick was. Yep. Because anytime you come on TV and I roll my eyes, you're doing your job. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, and it's just simply because of the the talent that was evolved in there and Dolph. Um, kudos to him. He's the only one that is, as far as I know, is still in wrestling um, because of what WWE did with him. So uh, we move on to um, an in-ring promo with, uh, well, what was supposed to be an in-ring promo with Cody Rose, but he was interrupted by Paul Heyman. Um, Heyman asked Cody if he really had um, kind of thought through what it would mean to win the Undisputed World Championship at WrestleMania, um, the lack of time at home with his family, his, you know, the new baby daughter and all that stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, and I'm sure you two did, but Brandy was mentioned specifically. So I see her being on WWE TV at some point very soon. As she should. Yeah, and I mean, I, I look, I agree with Brian Last. Um, there's a lot that I don't agree with that man on, but I agree with Brian Last that they should give her a live mic and have her go at it with Heyman like she did with uh, uh, Big big Lady from, from AEW, Jade um, Cardio. Yeah. Um, I think that would be hilarious. But um, me personally, I wasn't a big fan of this promo with uh with Heyman. I did like what Cody said to Heyman once he finished. That I think made up for the lack of oomph from from Heyman. Um he said Roman was was a great wrestler. Um and I'm paraphrasing here, said Roman was a great wrestler. Don't send a dumbass like Paul Heyman. Come at me yourself. And I thought that was pretty pretty good. It it, it kind of put that knife in it. Um, what did you think about this whole segment, Brandon? I mean, I, I, it was just another promo for me. I'm like, man, dang, it's another promo. However, you know, they did mention Brandy specifically, and Brandy is known. She's a, you know, she's black, and she's able to talk cash, money, shit. Yes. And so I'm like, what I would like to see is if she do come on. I don't know if she will or not. But she do come on and you know, say what she got to say because this is her husband. And then on top of that, you know, they, they're from here. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's a connection right there. So I'm like, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's just see how this develops. I think that, um, Paul Heyman hits a little bit more when he's in person and you can kind of see them interact with each other. Um, cause that first promo that he did, I loved it from top to bottom. I love, I personally, I loved it. But um, you know, when you know, when Paul's just not in the ring, it just doesn't hit the same. But um, I'm just at the point now, like I said earlier, I'm like at, I'm at the point now where I'm just like I'm kind of tired of you know promos. I'm like, okay, let's let's we need to see these two guys in the ring and let's just see how it goes. Now Roman Reigns and Cody in the ring cutting promos on each other, cool. 
you know, because we're getting closer and closer. But I'm just, I'm just ready to see that because I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of y'all talking now. Yes, yeah. somebody got to put up a shut up. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you. Um, I agree a hundred percent that it just doesn't hit the same when Heyman is not there in person, live on a microphone. Yeah. Um, I mean, Paul, Paul Heyman is one of the greatest Paul Heyman, I'm sorry to cut you off, but Paul Heyman is one of the greatest promos of all time. Absolutely. Just with his delivery, his emotion and, you know, we saw when, you know, Cody brought up Dusty and, you know, I didn't know until, you know, the last uh, maybe a couple years ago that um, Dusty Rose had a direct imp that was basically, basically Dusty Rose's reason why Paul Heyman is in wrestling right now. And I can see how, you know, legitimately Paul Heyman shed tears over that because that was his mentor and it's real. But, you know, but they were all in the ring and, and everything. But when Paul is not there, it's just not, it's not nearly, it's not even close the same as if Paul was there because Paul knows how to go and kind of fly off the, you know, you know, fly off the side of his hip or whatever. And, you know, I, I, it's just, it, I don't think I don't feel like Paul Heyman should cut promos unless he's sitting in there in that ring or he's on that stage or something. And it just doesn't hit the same at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, you said it perfectly. I, I mean, I can't really add anything to that. Um, Kurt, what about you? What did you think about this whole interaction um, with Cody and Paul Heyman? Because there hasn't been any direct interaction between Cody and Roman Reigns yet. And it's all been between Heyman and Cody. What did you think about the the interaction this week? I'm tired of seeing it. I don't like it. And, you know, Paul is one of the great promos. But to me, his promos are the same if he live in the ring or in the back. It doesn't change, uh, make a difference to me. But I'm tired of seeing Paul Heyman and Cody talk. It need to be Paul. I mean, it need to be Cody and Roman. They don't have to touch each other. But they didn't mm-hmm. have some kind of inter- interaction on screen to hype the matchup because I'm tired. It's been it's almost a month now, and they haven't said anything to each other live. Yeah, directly. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. Like, you know, let's stop with wasting time and get this shit going. And yeah, this, this is boring. This is boring right here. WrestleMania is going to be here a lot quicker than than we think it is um, mm-hmm. because there's there is no. Um, pay-per-view in March. So we're going straight to WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, I agree. There, there has to be some sort of interaction between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns at sooner rather than later before we get to WrestleMania. Um, moving along, we've, we've got MVP and almost, uh, issuing a challenge to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania I'm going to ask both of you this at the same time. Are either one of you at all interested in a Brock Lesnar almost match? No. Yeah. I. And, and look, man, no disrespect to almost. He's He's got to cut his teeth at some point. I just don't think – Brock Lesnar is fine, but I just don't think WrestleMania is the time or place to cut those teeth. Um, no. So we'll, we'll move on on that one. Um. The next matchup was Seth Rollins uh, defeating The Miz via referee stoppage. Uh, Rollins hit Miz with several stomps, uh, forcing the referee to intervene and stop the match. Oh, man. Um, I don't even know where to begin with these two. 
I don't hate the Miz, but if if you're going to keep him around as as annoying as he could be as a heel, it, it, you can't continue to just beat the shit out of him. Um, I don't know what the hell Seth freaking Rollins is right now. I don't know what he's doing, and I don't like it. I don't give a shit about any Seth Rollins match. Um, what about you, Kurt? I've never been a fan of Seth Rollins, so I, and I think the shit he's doing now is stupid. Uh, I do think that the WWE, for whatever reason, is keeping Miz around because they think he has value, and they did protect him because he didn't get pinned. So they just the referee just stopped the match, which you know keeps the value of him up if he they do decide to push him again somewhere down the future. But Seth Rollins, he can go off TV right now, and I wouldn't miss him at all. Yeah, not a not a fan, not a fan. Um, what about you, Brandon? How did you feel about this match and and the the participants in that match? Um, I think that the Miz need to go away for a while too, and because I'm like he's been doing the same thing for the last ten, eleven years. So I'm like, just go away. Yeah. Um, you know, and shout out to your wife. Well, his wife. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, uh, but, one, I think she's fucking beautiful. But two, don't wish that shit on me. I don't need a marriage. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, that's why I corrected myself. I realized what I said. But yeah, shout out to his wife. Um, but uh, no, nah, uh, Seth Rollins, I'm with Kurt. I wouldn't miss him. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not necessarily a fan of his. Because at one point in time, I was. But at the same time, if he wasn't on TV and if he wasn't on WrestleMania, I wouldn't give a shit. So, yeah, you know, I, that's it. I don't think he would be missed at all if they took him in. And and, and that's not a shot at Miz. That's, that, to me, is a, a testament of just what they've done with him right now. I don't think he's this great wrestler. I don't even think he's a great heel. He's a very good heel, I think, because he is annoying as shit. And people genuinely, in a lot of ways, don't like him. But the way they've used him as of late, uh, actually, probably for the last two, three years or more, um, you could take him off the show and he wouldn't be missed. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where this goes because we all know that the WrestleMania match for Seth is with um, Logan Paul. Um, yep. I'm interested in that match only because of Logan Paul. I, I really don't care about seeing Seth Rollins. Given what he's doing right now, I don't like it. I don't get it. It makes no sense, and it annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> so, um, speaking of Seth Rollins, his wife is up next. Uh, Becky Lynch and Lita challenge Damage Control to a women's tag team title match. Um, I'm very curious as to the recent... Um, presence, I guess, of, of Lita. Um, she, I mean, just out of nowhere, really showed up and now her and Becky Lynch are challenging for the fucking titles. Um, I'm not opposed to Lita coming back, but she just shows up one night and now they're challenging for the fucking titles. Um, Becky Lynch two, three years ago, uh, was arguably the, the best woman in professional wrestling um, yeah. she, she had white hot heat. She, the gimmick was right that night where she got her nose busted. You could not have scripted that any better. But since, oh. since coming back from having her baby, 
um, she's been the female version of Seth Rollins. And now they are trying to, at least in my opinion, they're trying to mix and, and, and combine the female version of Seth Rollins with the man gimmick. And it does not work to me. Um, I, that said, I don't think this will be a bad match, um, given the people that are involved. We'll see how it goes. I just it just kind of makes no sense to me for for Lita to just walk in all of a sudden and now there's a title shot presented. Um, what about you, Kurt? What do you feel about this this ladies tag team match? Becky Lynch, Lita, the whole ball of wax. I think this shit is stupid. <laughs> And the, 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 I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I think it's stupid. So, Roy Rumble come. Nobody, no big women come or reveal during the Rumble. Mm -hmm. The very next night, you bring Lita back. I'm like, well, what if? Why the fuck was she at the Rumble if you are gonna do that? That I agree with absolutely. I'm like, so what? What the fuck is we doing? And then to bring her back to be part of, with Becky Lynch and go for the titles. I'm like, this is stupid as fuck. <laughs> it's just dumb. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I mean, short, sweet, to the point. I don't disagree. Yeah, they're, they're just stupid. They're just fucking stupid. I don't disagree. Uh, Brandon, where where do you stand on on this match? And um, I guess with with what Kirk says specifically, the way they've chose to bring Lita back. I agree, and I don't have nothing else to elaborate on. Right. However. All right. Um, I don't know if we um I don't know if we were gonna talk this talk about this on the podcast or not, but on the double coming WWE two K game, they have um Becky Lynch rated as the highest woman ever. She, I think she has a ninety six overall. And I'm like, at this current state right now, I can name, you know, a few women that's better than her right now. Not saying that she shouldn't be a ninety something overall, but like, you know, if she was the that gimmick that she had a couple years ago. Then, you know, and they would have wanted to rate her the number one woman on the game. I would have agreed with it a hundred percent, but you know, now this year, yeah. But you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm not. Hey, if they want to have the match, go ahead and have the match because women that's in the match, I know they could put on a match, so I'll be entertained by it. But I don't care. Which, so to me, what you just said was perfect. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um. Since since you and I are um, kind of more involved in video games than Kurt, I agree with you. I, I can think, uh, to me, the highest rated woman on a video game, female wrestler. Fuck, I'll go wrestler period right now. The highest rated wrestler on that game to me ought to be Rhea Ripley. Um, Rhea Ripley. Not even Roman Reigns. Right, as far but, as but, I mean, okay, well, like, Roman well, Reigns. I, yeah, I'm not mad at Roman Reigns being rated high, um, but I think... Roman Reigns almost, he's a 99. I think she should be in that same category. But if we're going to stick no. to, to just the lady wrestlers, um, you've got to put Rhea Ripley as number one. I'm going to continue to kiss that woman's ass until <laughs> the day she retired. But she, she's fucking phenomenal. And look, I, I admit she's attractive. She's fine. She's attractive. All of that. But in the ring, she is on fucking point. No, what she's doing right now is good. So yes. I definitely, yeah. I think she's. I, 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 I definitely think she should be the um, highest rated yes. women's wrestler. But I agree. Becky Lynch, I, I hated that. The, I'm the, the 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 man 
gimmick. I hated. I hated that shit. Yeah, I remember you. Hated. I remember you weren't a big fan of that. I, I hated it. Um, and then I the look her look now. I I hate that even worse. I, I I read somewhere, and since I read it, I've been saying it. Um, I'll, I'll be happy to admit that I've been biting. No, <laughs> no shame in that. But um, somebody called her the wrestling version of Cindy Lauper. And it makes perfect sense given the shit she's been wearing, the way she's wear, uh, worn her hair and shit. It matched perfectly. Um, those, so I agree with that. For those who don't, who might not know who Cindy Lauper is. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me, let me, let me step back in the time machine. In the 1980s, boys and girls, there was something called rock and wrestling. Uh, WWE, uh, people hated it, but let's be honest, let's be real. They did a fucking phenomenal job. WWF at the, at yes, the time. Yes, WWF at the time did a phenomenal job of mixing rock and roll and wrestling. It was called the Rock and Wrestling Connection. Cindy Lauper was one of the biggest pop stars in the world at that point in time, and she got involved in wrestling. Um, she's redheaded. Uh, has this, this, she's got a New York accent, whereas Becky Lynch has the, uh, Irish accent, I believe it is. But, yep. um, the, the, the statement made that she's this, the, the first, this generation's version of Cindy Lauper in wrestling is fucking spot on. Um, that said, I, I'm with both of you guys. Um, it, it, it doesn't make sense. But hey, um, I'll watch the match just because of who's involved. Um, next up, we had Bronson Reed defeating Chad Gable via pinfall. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch to, to to the both of you guys to discuss this for just a moment because I'm gonna have to put my my mic on on mute and make a quick change real quick. But talk to us about how one what you think of Bronson Reed and how they're doing Chad Gable, how they've been doing Chad Gable for years now. Um, I'll go ahead and give my statement. I'm not really sold on Bronson Reed. He's a big dude, but I'm not sold on him yet. Um, I think Chad Gable is a much better wrestler than him and has been given the shit into the stick for the last few years now. Um, it, it's for me, I, I think maybe I'm being a little dramatic here, but I think it's a fucking travesty what they're doing with Chad Gable. Um, that said, I'm going to pitch it to Kurt. You kick it off with your thoughts on this and Brandon, once he's done, or even if you guys want to, want to talk about it for just a minute, I'm going to check out for just a second, but I'll be right back. All right. Yeah. I'm not sold on this Bronson Reed. He's a big guy, but I'm not sold on him. And I just want to know what did Chad Gable kill somebody um, high up in WWE for them to keep shitting on this man the way they do. I agree. This just makes no sense at all for him to keep losing every week. They, I'm like, he has talent, and you I just agree. you let this man job every week to these people you're trying to build up. Why not build him up? And they should I, be letting Otis the one that need to be losing. And I've yeah. been saying this shit for two months now. Yeah, I mean, this shit I, just I, don't make no sense at all. I, I mean, I, I I don't understand it either. Um, the only somebody the only thing, wife, what was going on? <laughs> the only the only way I can kind of like figure it out, you know, I'm a I'm a brainiac, so the only way I can kind of figure it out in my head is if 
okay, they're letting him lose every week because they might have something planned for him down the line, maybe after WrestleMania or something, because him and Otis going to have to break up at some point. They're going to have to. Because Otis done cost him some matches too. So at some point, like, you know, they, I'm like, look, man, Chad, if, if y'all screw Chad Gable over, man, you're making a big mistake because well, Chad Gable is this generation's Kurt Angle. Yeah, they doing you know, it now. And, um, um, Brunson Reed, he's a big guy. That's it. That's all I got. I don't, you know, he's a big guy, and, it, and that's all I got. It's plenty of big guys. So, and, and what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to stand out? Yeah, but the match wasn't bad. The match no, wasn't bad at all. The match wasn't bad. You know, Chad showed what he, what he could do in the ring, and that's still another travesty. On why do you keep letting this man lose like that? Right, it's something y'all can have him do. It is something. At some point, right he got to win a freaking match. Yeah. Cause he is lost. Cause I'm like, you know, cause remember at first I was like, well, you know, maybe they getting ready to do, but I'm like, he is lost for months. And I'm like, y'all got to come on, man, get that man away. But then again, you know, after WrestleMania, everything resets itself. So we'll see. But I'm like, you know, if they keep having him lose, I'm like, bro, I, I was just be like, look, man, your contract, when is your contract up? Because you need to go somewhere else and like, really like, um, build up some wins so that way you can build up a fan base and then if they're going to bring you back, which they might, they, and they should, um, if they were smart, they would. You can make money off of him. Yeah. And, you know, you just bring him on back and, you know, and, and, and showcase him the way he should be showcased. Yeah, absolutely. Because There's no way, that, unless they have, way. unless there's a long-term plan here, which you might not know about. It might be a long-term plan. Maybe he's losing on purpose. Who knows? We don't know. But I'm like, there's no what. Come on, man. This it, this guy is too. If there's a generation of kids who do not know the greatness of Kurt Angle, and I'm like, that guy is it right there. And Kurt Angle yep. personally endorsed him. Yep. So you ain't got to push him the same way and all that. But at the same time, you ought to know what society is now. If you if you if you lose too much, ain't nobody gonna. You know, kind of get behind you like that or whatever until you start winning. And if you just keep on just drilling them dead into the ground, it's going to be over with for him. And we, mm-hmm. that shouldn't happen. He's too talented. So, and I can see you them putting him and um, theory together. That'd be a good storyline for them to go back and forth. I, I can I buy that, right? But then you have to keep losing the way you're losing. Now. I'm like, y'all just stop it, right? And I think I said you know once before. I'm like, man, there's a lack of like a really like a lot of a. Uh, technical wrestling on WWE television, you know, with Chris Benoit and all that. And I'm like, if y'all want, I don't know if they are, but I'm like, there should be a division for that. And Chad Gable, you should start a division with Chad, with, uh, Chad Gable, because Chad Gable is legit. I'm sorry. I've been watching him since the NXT. Chad Gable is legit. And he's, no, I'm just like, man, I, and I just hate, I just hate how they're doing them right now. Cause that's, that's the type of wrestling that I love. Um, as a matter of fact, on Twitter earlier today, they was like, you know, what is the, um, and I think this might be something we need to cover in the ma- cover on the show at one point. But like, what is one of the matches that really got you hooked on wrestling? Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat—that's a technical wrestling match. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That speaks to how I just receive information and process stuff. It was just straight up shoot, you know, just wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and Chad is one of those that can get up and go on the ring. That's why I fell in love besides the jokes and all that. Cause Kurt Angle was entertaining as hell. But when he got in the ring, Kurt Angle was legit. And nobody wants to see Kurt Angle in the ring. It ain't but a few dudes that can go toe to toe with him legitimately go toe to toe with Kurt Angle. 
You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. and, 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 and that's that's the stuff that I just love. And I'm just like, man, come on, man, y'all wasting this guy for real. Like, yeah, and, and, and he's and he's he, he he can be entertaining as well. You give him the right gimmick. Absolutely. I'm saying if you just push what he's doing now, yeah. But don't just keep beating the hell out of the man every week. Yeah, ain't right. It, yeah, it just don't make no sense, man. No, ain't, ain't right. Because he 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 can wrestle. He he good on the mic. You know, he can be funny. He can be serious. He has everything that that you need right now to be a superstar in this business. And they shit on him every week. Yep, every week. They beating him like he is uh with Barry Horowitz. <laughs> they doing they beating him like there. Barry Horowitz for real. I'm just like, come on, man. Yeah, you, you sound like you're real, real far low. away. You're real low. Okay. So let me get the volume up here. Is that better? Nope. <laughs> well, um, I think the the reason they're doing that with uh, with Chad Gable, and it, it, it to me it's clear as day, is because of his size. Um, and when I say size, I hate that. I mean his height. Um, I hate that. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying I don't think that's it. I said I hate that because you know, as a guy that is under six feet, I think all of us. Are, well, I ain't gonna put y'all business out there, but I know I'm under six feet, so I am as well. Yeah, so I'm like <laughs> that. It, anybody that's under six feet, it don't make a damn difference because this dudes that's seven foot two and are scary. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it before, so that don't make a damn difference at all. Like. What can you do inside those those four corners? That's all that matters. It don't matter about your damn height. I agree. I agree. And, and I think I think that the WWE is missing a huge opportunity. Hello. He's he's here. He's just real low. Okay. Now you gonna be able to get back on a, a, the mic? Yeah, I'll get back on the mic here in just a few minutes. Um, because we can't hear anything you're saying right now. Right, so he yeah, uh, so run here, Bobby at uh, Bobby Lashley and Elias. Um, my personal thoughts is Elias find something else to do because I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know why they would put Bobby Lashley with him. That was that's stupid. Absolutely. Like, let's let's go ahead and y'all go ahead and reform reform the hurt business, and let's get that yeah. thing back rolling so y'all can get back on you know get 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 back on the trajectory that you were going. But Elias, I've had enough. I have right, too, in the beginning, but I've had enough. Why the hell they keep putting him on TV? I have no idea. I'm like, this dude, he sucks. All right, I'm back in here now. Y'all. There he is. There he is. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. I, 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 first and foremost, to to you two, as as the other two hosts of this show, I apologize for that. Um, like I said earlier, I completely forgot to charge everything. And I'm I'm trying my best right now to get through this show. Um, completely unprofessional, and I apologize to to you two first and foremost, and to the fans most of all. So, it's all um, good, man. But yeah, I I think uh, Elias is is 
worthless. Um, <laughs> no disrespect to the individual as a person, but as a as a wrestler, as a gimmick, useless. Um, it does nothing, in my opinion, but bring Bobby Lashley down. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why you leave the Brock Lesnar. Um, Bobby Lashley's story where it ended at Elimination Chamber and put them both in different directions right now. Stupid fucking end to that situation. Um, maybe it comes back around by the time WrestleMania comes up, but this right here, um, almost for Lesnar and Elias for Lashley, horrible fucking booking in my opinion. So... Um, that said, because I think we all feel the same way on that, let's go ahead and skip on to the United States Championship match between Austin Theory and Edge um, before we hop off into our SmackDown review. And, uh, folks, we're going to move a little bit quicker through our SmackDown review. I didn't realize we are already an hour into the show, just, and we've just been talking about Raw. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Um Austin Theory, again, we talked about him at the beginning of the show. We'll go a little bit more in depth here. He's got the look. He he can go in the ring, but there's just something that, for me personally, doesn't connect. Um, I don't dislike Edge, but I think, and, and I may take a lot of shit from people saying this, but I think we've seen enough, at, uh, enough of Edge at this point. Um... He, he's just simply not what he used to be. And that's no slight, man. He put his body on the line for 20 years. So, of course, he's not able to go like he used to. But I think instead of uh, a champion going against a, an all-time great like Edge, they need to try to work some new blood into these type of, of situations. Um, Brandon, what did you think about the match? And what do you think about Edge being involved in, in high-profile storylines like this? Man, I thought it was a good match. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was a good main event. Um, Edge is a legend, and can't nobody take that away from him. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's on his retirement tour right now. So he said, hey, after this year, this is it. So, um, you know, hey, hey, it is what it is. I don't have, like, any type of feelings towards it, you know, one way or another. I've been an Edge fan for a long time, so – you know, but at the same time, I agree with I agree with you said, Ron. You know, it's time. You know, it's time to inject some new blood and all it. And um, but you know, like I say, Edge is on his retirement tour, so he's on his way out. He's not. It's not going to overstay his welcome. So, and, and, and whatever it is they want to do, go ahead. And Kurt, before I get your opinion on this match, can y'all tell me what the hell the grit team means? The what? Grit. When they're referring to him and Beth Phoenix recently, I've heard them call them the grit team. The hell does that mean? I guess. Do you watch the um? Do you watch the Memphis? You watch the Memphis Grizzlies play basketball? I, no, I mean grit, like G R I T. Yeah, I know. Do you watch the Memphis Grizzlies play basketball? Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. And so the Memphis Grizzlies are known as the grit and grind team. In other words, they get down and dirty. Like they don't. It ain't no finesse to it. So I guess that's what they mean. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I asked and you answered. There we go. <laughs> maybe, maybe I could be wrong, but maybe that's what they mean. It's no, that it's, makes it's, more, it, ain't, it ain't no finesse. It's that makes more sense than anything any announcer has explained to me. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Um, Kurt, what did you think about the match uh, between Theory and Edge? I thought the match was pretty good, and um, I think Edge, the reason they put him with him, they're trying to build Theory up, and since Edge was hot. You know, a while back with the Judgment Day, I think that's 
why they put them together. And I think yeah. right now they, they look at Edge as an attraction. You know, let's have him at this show, this show, not every night. And I think that's okay what they're doing with him right now. Yeah, he definitely okay. will retire soon. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our, our review of Monday Night Raw. Not a bad show. Um, better than it has been. Um, I'll say this, the last two, three weeks of Raw have been better than they've been in quite a while. So yep. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to tomorrow and seeing where they go from there, especially with this buildup towards WrestleMania. Um, that said, we're going to hop over to SmackDown right now. And I think, without a doubt, the biggest thing that happened on SmackDown was the conversation between uh, Sami Zayn and, and Jimmy Uso. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of an article here from um, CBS Sports. Uh, the the author of the I, the article is Shaquille Majori. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. If so, or if not, I apologize. But what it says is. Uh, Zayn and Jimmy Uso have a loaded conversation. Jay Uso remains split. Jimmy Uso opened SmackDown by telling an interviewer that Jay, that Jay Uso has not returned his calls or texts since Elimination Chamber. Jimmy Uso informed his twin brother that they can meet in the ring. Jimmy Uso said he would allow Jay Uso to get everything off his chest. Jimmy confided in Solo that Jey Uso appears to be spooked over the split between Zayn and the bloodline. Jimmy also said he isn't sure where his brother's head is at um, in the aftermath of the Elimination Chamber. Special Counsel Paul Heyman recommended that Jimmy Uso deal with Jay by himself while Sokoa remains backstage. Um, Jimmy Uso headed to the ring to close out SmackDown. Jimmy Uso acknowledged that that Jay Uso was conflicted and hurting. Jimmy Uso insisted that he would always be here for Jay Uso. He acknowledged cracks in the bloodline, the group's ongoing issues with Zayn and Kevin Owens, and Jay Uso's problems with Reigns. Zayn interrupted Jimmy Uso, entering the ring through the crowd. Zayn assured he was only there to speak with Jimmy. Zayn reflected on how Jimmy Uso was the one who welcomed him into the fold and stood by him. Even when Jay Uso and the rest of the group were hesitant, Zay, uh, Zane said how hurt he was that Jimmy Uso attacked him without hesitation at Royal Rumble. Jimmy accused Zane of being selfish. Zane argued that, that having his loyalties tested every week by the bloodline was unfair. Both men were distracted by the presence of Jay Uso in the crowd. Zane offered the Usos a chance to jump ship before the bloodline saints. Distracted by Jey Uso's arrival, Jimmy blindsided Zayn. The assault would not last. A lapse in attention by Jimmy Uso allowed Zayn to lay him out with a hell of a kick. Zayn exited into the crowd as Sokoa came to Jimmy Uso's aid. Zayn and Jey Uso exchanged looks before Zayn fled. Jey Uso remained in the audience to close the show. Um, all of that said, how did you guys think... All of that played out, and what did you think about it in a in in uh, a way of furthering the, the storyline as we head into WrestleMania? Kurt, what were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was all right, but I'm I'm kind of sick of this Sami Zayn. Uh, I don't know. I'm just tired of. I don't know. 
Now, I, I will say this. I, I do think and, and agree with you to a, to a point that they, they kind of are beating a dead horse. Um, I think this could have been carried out quicker. But I will say, even though I think to a degree they're beating a dead horse, I don't think it's being done in a way that makes me disinterested. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, Brandon, what did you think about all of that? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for Jay to pick a side. What side do you want? Because, okay, we only had two weeks of this. What side do you want? Are you with your brother? Are you with, with Sam? Are you with the Sammy? We know how it's going to end up, but it's like, okay, how are we going to get there? And I think that at some point, somebody's going to have to give him an ultimatum. Like, you need to pick a side. And I, I would prefer it to be his brother because that's his brother. Like, you're going to have to pick a side. Either you with me okay. or you with Sammy. Yeah. Because, it, you know, it, we it, all it, we all know what, you know, we, we, you know, we consider Sammy a friend and everything. But at the same time, blood is thicker than water. So, what are you going to do? Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see how this is going to flow into, into WrestleMania. Because yeah. you, you still have Kevin Owens, the issue and the rift between him and Sami Zayn to consider. The, the rift between Zane and the bloodline and Jay it is there's a lot of fucking moving parts right now so it's gonna be interesting to see how they wrap that up and and get it settled for WrestleMania and at the same time in the midst of all of this Cody Rhodes and and Roman reigns have not been face to face or addressed each other yet and we're heading into March so um, what I'm going to do, guys, since we took an hour to go through Raw, to kind of to keep the show rolling so we don't go into it like a three-hour show, <laughs> um, just going to kind of run through the matches here. Imperium uh, defeated Madcap Moss, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet via pinfall. Um, opinions on that match, gentlemen? Move on. That, that Imperium should have won. That's it. Yes, I'm a fan yes. of Imperium. Imperium should have won. I, I agree 100%. I'm not interested in those other three at all. Um, Drew McIntyre tried to confront Imperium post-match, but was a, attacked by the Viking Raiders. I don't know where the hell are going with this. I'm fine with moving on past it if you two are. Yeah. I'm good. They're going to be on the, they're going to they're be on that SmackDown before WrestleMania. <laughs> Continue. Santos Escobar told Rey Mysterio how much he respects him. Um, and... Who who is Santos Escobar to anyway? Do you guys have anything to say about this? Ray Mysterio need to go and knock the shit out of Dominic and get it on over with. Stop being a bitch. Beat his ass like a daddy did. Exactly. Uh, Kofi Kingston defeated L.A. Knight via pinfall. I will say this and keep it brief. I like Kofi, but they cannot continue to beat L.A. Knight and him be relevant. No. Uh. Flair and Dominic Mysterio had a back and forth about their famous fathers. Uh, the segment concluded with a stare down between Flair and Ripley. Um, it would have been better if it was Rhea Ripley all the time instead of Dominic. But I guess I see where they went with that. Any opinions on that, gentlemen? Yeah, Dominic shouldn't have been out there and all. It should have just been Charlotte and Rhea, and that's it. Yep. And right. Charlotte had a one. Charlotte had a one liner of a lifetime. She said, "Um, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. That basically, her, you know, the, her Latina, 
husband is the one that's putting that thing down. That's all I'm going to say. I talk about that one gangster his head. So, hey, that's it. Hey, I was like, that's, I was, uh, that was some cold shit. <laughs> I'll say this with the, with the next match. Um, it, it's fucked up because I just said I don't understand and don't like what they're doing with Shayna Baszler. So they give her a win, but it's over Natty. And I don't like Natty being treated like the goddamn welcome man. Um, I know she's been around for a while, but she's still very fucking good. She's much better than some of these other ladies they got going on right now. Um, that said, good match. Um, I guess in the grand scheme of things, yes, Shayna should have went over. Either one of you guys have anything to say about that? No. I like Shayna Baszler, and I think they need to uh, – I see what they're trying to do with her and Ronda Rousey, which I, I'm not opposed to it, but I think they, I think Shayna Baszler is a star in the way. Yep. And I think, yep. you know what, to be honest with you, I think that Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey make a damn hell of a tag team. I do, too. I do. I really do. Like, they would be legit. And I, and I, and I would love to see them. If they want to go on a run with them with the tag titles for a year plus, because there's nobody legitimately that can beat them, I'm all for I, it. So, I let's think, see. I, I definitely think that's coming. Yeah. I I'm do all too. for it. I let's see. Um, I'm just going to say what happened next, only because it was on the show. We don't have to discuss it. Uh, Wyatt, Firefly Funhouse. Let's go on. Next. Trash. Carrion Cross def- defeated Ray Mysterio. Um, I, I, I'm not intrigued by Carrion Cross personally. Um, but I get, yes, he should have beat Mysterio, but you shouldn't be beating Mysterio before he gets his hands on fucking Dominic and that should be at WrestleMania. Absolutely. And that's, I think, I think that's the way he's going, but I'm like, Don, Ray Mysterio needs to go and slap shit out of his son to beat the hell out and do what you need to do. Cause, you know, yep. that your son is a grown man. You and need to do what you need to do. <laughs> you need to do what you need to do. But I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep into it cause it's a personal, you know, cause a profession I had, but you know, he, do, do what you need to do, Ray. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, and then that's, that's the next thing that was up. Uh, Dominic provoked his dad into hitting him. Um, that was SmackDown. Again, not a bad show, but not as good as Raw, in my opinion. And it's kind of confusing some of the things they're doing heading into WrestleMania, but maybe they'll tie shit up nice and, and neat for us. Um, that said, the next thing we want to talk about is um, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, the conversation of do they go on, first and foremost, do they main event at all, and do they main event night one or night two? Um, my first answer is yes, they should have one of those main events um, because that is a hell of a match based on the two, the, the I think it's been two, three matches they've had before. Um, so yes, they definitely deserve one of those nights, one of those nights main events. Um, personally, I say that they have the first night main event and then you give the second night main event to uh, Reigns and Cody simply because of the, the art that the storyline has been on, or that the storyline, that the bloodline has been on. And then given the fact that Reigns has reigned supreme, no pun intended, for three years now. Um, that's not to say that, that Ripley and Charlotte won't steal the show, which I think they will do. Um, but they definitely, definitely deserve a main event. Um, Kurt, what say you? No, I agree. They definitely should main event one of the nights, yeah. and I think that's going to happen. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. If you, if you don't give those ladies a main event, um, somebody deserves to be fired and beat with a sack of potatoes. Um, what about you, Brandon? What do you think? Same. If, if, if those ladies do not main event, uh, night, uh, night one, that's a travesty because that's, yes. that's a match that a lot of, a lot of us want to see. If not all Absolutely. of us want to see, they, it's just, they, they better main event number, uh, main, uh, night number one. They better. And, and speaking of a flair, uh, continuing with that theme, um, Ric Flair on his podcast has some things to say about Tony Khan, things that, um, in one way or another, we have all said on this show before, and that a lot of people have said, um, Kurt, you brought it up the other night, break it down for us. What did Rick have to say about Tony Khan on his show? He was just talking about, you know, the numbers have not gone up and that Tony Khan needs to, he understands that Tony Khan loves wrestling, but he needs to find somebody, a new, some new blood to start booking because the show is getting stale and it's definitely getting stale. It's hard to watch. The storyline is all over the place, and it just makes no sense right now. None at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he's got to do something um, because they're talking about uh, now. I, I don't know if you guys heard, but they, they are officially launching um, Ring of Honor. And it's, I don't think it's going to be on, on on network TV or anything, but they are getting ready to launch a show, and I wish I would have wrote down notes like I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would assume that Tony doing what Tony does, he's going to think that he can he can book this show as well. And let's just say he was a good booker, which he's not, but let's just say for the sake of argument that he was, he's stretching himself way too fucking thin, way too thin. And he needs somebody there to tell him no. He needs somebody there to tell him what's good and what's pure, absolute shit. And what is pure, absolute shit, in my opinion, is John Moxley week in and week out cutting the shit out of himself, bleeding, flipping birds to the TV. It's different. He's not flipping birds like Steve Austin was. He's flipping birds trying to be a badass, and he's not. He's he's mouthing fuck you to the camera. He's he, You would think that TBS or the, the Turner execs would have said something by now or whoever owns them now. Um, what do you think about that that, that statement, uh, Brandon, that, that Tony Khan needs somebody there? I agree. Because absolutely, oh, I, you know what? When AD, when a, there was a point in time where when AEW came on, I'm like, I have to switch my TV to this. Now, <laughs> when AEW comes on, I'm waiting on Snowfall to come on FX. I don't give a damn about AEW because it's like none of the um, storylines or anything is flowing together, so I don't care about it. So at some point, like somebody has to come in and say, "Hey, Tony, like this is what." You know, we, we, look, no, we, okay, you've had all the dream matches you can have. And there's something else I'm going to add on that to with, I read, I read it earlier, but you have all the dream matches you can have. You're going to have to start building these characters up to make the audience care about them because now don't nobody really know who to cheer for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to kill your company because there's no way that anybody should be cheering for MJF. MJF is a classic hero champion. There's nobody. There's no way anybody should be cheering for him at all. So, you know, man, it's just it's it's it's, it's, it's a lot, and I'm getting I'm 
steadily getting like disinterested. Like I really do not want to watch this shit because I'm yeah, like, I know what it's going to be. You got John Moxley versus even fuck Evil Uno. Who gives a fuck about Evil Uno as a main event? Right. And and Evil Uno was busting wide open. And I'm bleeding, like, I don't care. Bleeding like fuck. Yeah. The match go. The, they end the match. Then you bring out um, the Black Bull Combat. And then um, uh, what's has got the dude name? Um, Adam Page comes out. And I'm like, this shit is stupid. Mm-hmm. You hit uh, the man with some barbed wire. He bleeding every fucking where. Like we gonna keep doing this every week, right? And I'm like, you know, even you know, even Uno is built like me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, but, but care. Like, but come on, man. And we then you gotta got do these, this every week. We got a waste prove. of blood. Nobody yeah. cares. But then, but then <laughs> we you gotta, gotta prove just got how these, tough John Max Moxley you know is. But this reminds this. But then you got these tag team battle royals to see who gonna be in this oh, other God, tag team. Yes. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Are we done had so many God. damn. Ru- you know, this remind me of besides the battle royals and stuff. And they got the a, they got another one coming up Friday. Like, what you know what this? You know this remi- besides the tournament. You know what this remind me of when ECW was getting ready to go out of business because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, these dudes out here bleeding for no goddamn reason. Yep, they're bleeding <laughs> because it's ECW. You're supposed to bleed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, no, like in the beginning stages of what ECW was, them guys bled because they went to war with each other. It was legit. Yeah. But now towards yeah. the end, it's like, okay, you're bleeding because well, you're supposed to bleed. No, see, see, I don't see, need to see John Moxley bleed every week. I don't need to see a dude he even Uno built like me. He shouldn't be in the world title match or anything like that. You don't need to bleed. Come on, <laughs> man. The thing to me is Moxley is like, you bring up ECW. John Moxley, to me, is like watching Ian Rotten and Axel Rotten every week do a Taipei glass, tape fist glass match. Right. Why do we want, that match wasn't good when it happened. Nope. So why the fuck would I want to watch it every week? So anyway, yeah, Tony definitely needs somebody uh, to to say no and 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 convince him those fans in the arena the the hardcore AEW fans and when I say hardcore I don't mean of hardcore wrestling I mean hardcore as in we're gonna watch AEW we don't give a shit what you say those yeah. people they love it but the average fan flipping through their TV at night who might or might not be drawn to watch some of this shit they're not gonna watch it one because John Moxley's not very good. Two, there's blood everywhere, every week, for no reason whatsoever. Yep. And it's like Jim Cornette said when he when he talks about giants. When everybody's a giant, when everybody's a giant, you got no giants. When right. everybody's bleeding, or when you bleed every week, bleeding don't mean shit. Not a damn thing. No. So, keeping with Tony Khan. The, the little uh, love spat, if you will, between him and Ariel Hawani <laughs> um, is hilarious as hell. And I'll, I'll say this. There's been some times where I haven't really cared for Ariel Hawani's opinions. I think he's always been on point with his reporting, but I just may not have agreed with some of his opinions. But in this, in this case, I agree with Hawani 100%. Um, Tony Khan is acting like a petulant child who didn't get his way. Yep. Um, 
we won't we won't draw it out because I really really want to get to these fucking awards. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but but Tony Khan. Before um, we do that, hey, I'm, I'm gonna cut you off. But before we do that, I gotta step away for a second. I'll be right back. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I'm I'm still gonna talk about Tony Khan and, and Area Hawani for a moment. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak directly to Tony Khan here, and Kurt, I'll give you a chance to chime in too. But Tony Khan, Ariel Hawani does not work for you. Um, as best I know, I'll say that. Um, as far as I know, you have no contract with him to make him an AEW employee. Ariel Hawani is a is a journalist. Just because you got Uncle Dave tucked in your pocket and blowing you every tan- every chance he gets, especially with these fucking awards that we're about to get to, doesn't mean that every wrestling journalist out there is going to bow down to you. Ariel Hawani was was presented with an opportunity to do something for WWE. He did it. Suck it up, Buttercup. That ain't your friend. The things going on between you two, those are called business transactions. Um, and Tony, like, the dude seems to be a genuinely good dude. But, and maybe his heart is in the right place in some points, but he came off like an absolute child in this argument. Absolutely. All day long. That was uncalled for. Very uncalled for. Yes. And man, uh, uh, Brandon talked about Charlotte Flair having the, the line of the night Ariel Hawani had the tweet of the night when he told uh, Tony Schiavone. That's another thing. Hold on. Before I get off on that tweet that Ariel Hawani put out, that's another thing. And forgive me, I'm going to sound really pissed off and and really personal with this right here. There's a lot of people that shit on Tony Schiavone. Um, I'll be honest that I haven't been 100% complimentary of his work in AEW. Love the fucking podcast. His podcast is great. Meeting Tony Schiavone in person, Tony Schiavone is a good dude. Tony Schiavone took time to talk to me, see what I was there for when I was at at, at StarCast and actually had a little conversation with me. That said, Tony Khan, you shit on your own guy by trying to take a shot at Ariel Hawani. He sure did. Tony, Tony Schiavone, whether you like him or don't like him, He's involved. He's vested into your company. He's doing his best to do what he can in spite of the fuck-all booking you're giving him. But then you take a shot at him as a, you think you're a journalist like Tony Schiavone or whatever it was he said. That was some bullshit. But the line of the night, the tweet of the night came from Ariel Hawani when he told Schiavone, hey, look, I'm sorry. Don't believe what the snowman has to tell you. Or it says about That shit, I'm like, oh, <laughs> shots fired. Hey, if you don't know what the snowman is, go look it up. <laughs> yes, and we ain't we ain't we ain't talking about Jerry Reed in mm-hmm. in in Smokey and the Bandit. We ain't talking well, about Jeezy. Or that, or, that, or, that, or that little boy in that Campbell Soup commercial back in the day. Yes, sir. <laughs> we, we, talking, we talking some Tony Montana type shit. Yeah, buddy. Um, and, and, and I'll let you two speak on that, and, and then we can, we can jump real quickly into... Let me ask this. I know we talked about format, but because of the way we did things, um, do y'all want to cover 
Omega and Jay, Jay White before we do the the awards? Do you want to close out with the awards? Yeah, we can close out with the awards. Okay, cool. Because I think all three of us are going to have a lot to say about some of this shit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you guys, two. before we go any further, do either, either you guys have anything to say about this, this love spat between, uh, well, it's on the behalf of Tony Khan between him and Ariel Hawani? Hey, go ahead, Hurt. We can keep moving. Yeah. This, hey, gotcha, keep it coming because gotcha. this is like entertainment for me. So, I like to laugh. Go ahead. So, the rumor has it that WWE is going to have a major signing at some point. And there's two people that everybody's looking at. We'll start off with the less, I won't say lesser known, but lesser profile one, um, Jay White. Um, apparently, WWE's got some feelers out for him, and potentially he could be coming in. Uh, I don't know much about Jay White. I'll be 100% honest with you. I don't watch a lot of, really, any New Japan stuff, so I don't know much about Jay White. Um, Brandon, I'll kick it to you for, for some Jay White input well yeah. <laughs> or not <laughs> i mean hey you know what hey if jay white comes to the wwe cool because they um wwe been teasing like some big signings and all that and i think you know did jay white would be a big signer i don't know a whole lot about him but there has been a lot of momentum but behind him and a lot of fans like you know hey shit so i'm like okay well this will go back to like you know back. I don't want to say back in the day because it really wasn't back in the day, but I'm like, you, you know, those surprises after WrestleMania and all that. Like, well, may, hey, maybe the fans will get back into it or whatever. Because um, you know, apparently, you know, Jay White must be a big deal to the you know to wrestling fans. So <laughs> let, let's see, you know. That, but that, at the same time, I'm like, I don't know much about him to even really okay, have. I thought you knew a little bit more about him. No, I mean, I I I, I didn't, but I just know. I'm on, I may I may have only seen him wrestle one or two matches. Okay, and I've so it's, it's almost the same as as it's, it's almost the same as I related to when Nakamura came in because when Nakamura gotcha. came in, I've only seen like one match in Nakamura when that's when he was at that Wrestle Kingdom. But mm-hmm. that match was so goddamn good. I forgot who I think it was Okada <laughs> or Takashita or somebody, but a Takada or somebody. But I'm like, man, that shit, that match was so goddamn good. I was like, yeah, you know, bring, so, hey, bring him on. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Kurt, you got any any opinions on Jay White before we get to the more high profile and more, in my opinion, more interesting name out there? I don't either. Uh, I'm just like Brandon. I hadn't really seen a lot of his work. I saw him in AEW for a little while, but yeah, I'm not I'm not much to talk about. Okay, cool. the The other name is yet another AEW EVP. Mr. Uh, Twinkle Toes McFingerbang, sorry, Jim, if you've got that uh, trademark, please accept my apologies and don't sue the shit out of me. But um, Kenny Omega is rumored to um, basically be on his way to WWE once his contract is up. Now, he took some time off for injuries, and apparently AEW is holding him to those dates. Like, while he was out, he's going to have to cover those dates before his his contract is actually up, but the the vibe seems to be with a lot of stuff that I'm reading. Even David Meltzer has said it that there he hasn't said it's his name specifically, but he's alluding to Kenny Omega. Um, it, that it seems to be a foregone conclusion that Omega is gone once his con- contract is up. Um, Kurt, what do you think about that? Um, if they are holding 
if it's and it's not if it have anything related to the video game, I would let him go. I would just like, hey man, you don't have to fulfill those dates and just let him leave. He has no value, and I think he, if when he go, do goes to WWE, he gonna get jobbed out. I don't, I, I just don't see him. Oh. I don't see WWE, WWE pushing him at all. Not one yeah. bit. I think, I think the only people I could see him having, um, and I'm using the word good very loosely here, good matches with are guys like uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, guys that have worked with him before. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see a match between him and, like, Seth uh, Rollins. Seth Rollins would, would be horrible to me. Um, that's just my opinion, but I'm not a big Kenny Omega fan either. Um, what do you think about it, Brandon? I mean, hey, that's the last stop on the train, ain't it? So if you got an opportunity to go to WWE, go. But at the same time, like, are you going to be a big star? I don't know. We'll see. I don't think so. I'm with Kurt. I don't think so. Yeah, and I don't know I, if I he'll think... get jobbed out, but I don't, I don't know if he'll, you know, be, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm just like, hey, if you got an opportunity to go, go. Cause that's the best, that's the biggest show in town. You know, that's, that's going to the, um, what's the biggest circus they come through every year? Um, the Ringling Brothers. Yeah. It's not the Universal <laughs> Circus, but. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the big, hey, you got, you got the chance to go to the biggest show in town, man. Go. Shit. Do you think? Yeah, I just, I, I, I mean, I think it'll be a, a, a good, uh, Cool, as they say, to pull yet another EVP away from AEW. Um, and honestly, I really think that would be the only reason WWE signs him. Because I, I truly think that a guy like Triple H would look at Omega and just shake his head and walk off. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know Triple H on a personal level, so easy for me to say. Uh, we're going to wrap it up, folks, with... Um, <laughs> The Wrestling Observer <laughs> Newsletter 2022 Awards. Um, I got a lot of shit to say about some of this stuff. <laughs> because we, we, we don't have enough time. We, exactly. I, I think we're going to have to do a part I about two. Say we, might have to do a part, we might have to do a part two. Yeah, I, I agree shit, because... This shit is terrible. I, I think... I, I, here's what we'll do. Let me Let me propose this. <clears throat> We're gonna give we're gonna give the listeners a bit of a cliffhanger, um, or that's my suggestion. We run through these these awards with the top five that are listed for each award, and then we come back next week and give our opinions on it. What do you think about that? Great idea. Okay, Let's do it. ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Awards for the year of 2022. Wrestler of the Year coming in at number five, Sayuri. Coming in at number four, Kuzachika Okada. Coming in at number three, Will Ospreay. Coming in at number two, Roman Reigns. Coming in at number one, John Moxley. Oh, Lord have mercy, <clears throat> man! Can I, just go, can I just go ahead and give my opinion right now? No, let's hold hold on. Let's hold yeah, on. Let, let's let's let oh, that come shit on, simmer. Man. Let's let let's that shit on. simmer because I got. Well, some can we go record this tonight? Because <laughs> I gotta get this out. 
All right. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter 2022 Most Outstanding Wrestler. What is the difference between Wrestler of the Year and Most Outstanding? Maybe we'll get that next week. Whatever. Nothing. Uh, Number five, John Moxley. Number number four, Speedball Mike Bailey. Who in the hell is that? Number three, Kazuchika Okada. Number two, Brian Danielson. Number one, Will Ospreay. Okay. The 2022 Tag Team of the Year. The Acclaim coming in at number five. The Usos coming in at number four. The Young Bucks coming in at number three. The Briscoes coming in at number two. And FTR at number one. The 2022 Best on Interviews coming in at number five. Eddie Kingston coming in at number four. Sami Zayn, number three, CM Punk, <laughs> number two, John Moxley, number one, MJF, the 2022 promotion of the year, number five, the UFC, number four, New Japan Pro Wrestling, number three, WWE, number two, Stardom, number one, AEW. The 2022 Best Weekly TV Show. Number five, Impact Wrestling. Number four, New Japan Strong. Number three, AEW Rampage. Number two, WWE SmackDown. And number one, AEW Dynamite. The 2022 Match of the Year. Number five. Gunther versus Sheamus. Too low. Number number four. FTR versus the Briscoes one. Number three. Kuzuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. Number two. FTR versus the Briscoes three. Robbed. Number one. Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay at the G1 final. The 2022 Women's Wrestling MVP. Kari, number five. Julia, at number four. Jamie Hayter, at number three. Yeah, you damn man. Bianca Belair, at number two. And coming in at number one, that world-renowned Sayuri. Who the fuck is that? 2000, 2022 Feud of the Year. Number five, the Elite versus Death Triangle. Number four, Tam Nakano versus Natsupoi. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Number three, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Number two, CM Punk versus the Locker Room. No, I'm joking. CM Punk versus MJF. Number one, FTR versus the Briscoes. The 2022 Most Improved. Number five, Dominic Mysterio. Number four, Wheeler Yuta. Number three, Jamie Hayter. Number two, Mina Shirakawa. Number one, The Acclaimed. The 2022 Brian Danielson slash Best Technical Wrestler Award. Number five, Josh Alexander. Number four, 
Sayuri. Number three, Daniel Garcia. Number two, Zach Sabre Jr. Number one, Brian Danielson. This one had me laughing, y'all. The 2022 Bruiser Brody Memorial Best Brawler Award. Number five, Gunther. Number four, Eddie Kingston. Number three, Minoru Suzuki. Number two, Tomohiro Ishii. Number one, everybody's favorite bloodbath guy, John Moxley. 2022 most overrated. Number five, Austin Theory. Number four, CM Punk. Number two, Roman Reigns. Number or number three in Roman Reigns, I think I said that. Number two, Tyrus. Number one, Ronda Rousey. 2022 most underrated. Number five, Ricky Starks. Number four, Mustafa Ali. Number three, Ricochet. Number two, Chad Gable. Number one, Konosuke, or I'm sorry, Konosuke Takashita. Uh, take a sh- how do you say that name? I'm sorry. I've been listening to too much cornet, y'all. Uh, t- 2022 Rookie of the Year. Solo Sokoa at number five. Takuma Iroa at number four. Logan Paul at number three. Hook at number two. Brian Breaker at number one. 2022 Best Non-Wrestlers. Number, That's number five, <laughs> Rick Ross. <laughs> number four, Stokely Hathaway. Oh. Number three, Don Callis. Cyrus the virus, ladies. Cyrus the virus, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Number two, William Regal. And number one, Paul Heyman. 2022 Best Major Wrestling Show. WWE Clash at the Castles. Stardom 5, Star Grand or Star Grand Prix Finals. WWE WrestleMania 38 Night 1. AEW Revolution. Number 1, AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door. Oh. 2022 Worst Major Wrestling Show. Number 5, NWA Hard Times, which that's a paper. Anyway, number four, Jim Crockett Promotions, last Ric Flair's last match. They are outside their fucking minds on that one. Sorry, I, agree. I, gotta, stick to, I gotta stick to the script. Uh, GCW, The World, WWE Elimination Chamber, you tripping, WWE Royal Rumble, you tripping, at number one. 2022 Most Disgusting Promotional Tactic. (laughs) AEW Not Punishing CM Punk After Adam Page Call Out. (laughs) I'm going to stick to the script, Kurt. I'm sorry. I'm going to stick to the script. Number number four, Stephanie McMahon's Goodbye to Vince McMahon. I'm busting it it to scenes, man. Rick Flair, number number three, Rick Flair's last match. Bro. Number two, the WWE Saudi Arabia relationship. And well, number one, 
Vince McMahon appears on TV after sexual misconduct allegations. Who has it? 2022 worst TV show. Women of Wrestling at number five. AEW at number four. NWA Power at number three. WWE NXT at two. And WWE Raw at number one. 2022 worst match of the year. Here we go. Matt Cardona versus Trevor Murdoch versus Tyrus at number five. The Men's Royal Rumble at number four. Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi at number three. Ric Flair in a Trade versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal at number two. Number one, Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. The 2022 Worst Feud of the Year. Ron Breaker versus Joe Gacy at number five. Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky at number four. Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight at number three. Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan at number two. And number one is The Miz versus Dexter Loomis. 2022 Worst Promotion of the Year. Number five, GCW. Number four, Triple A, or as Conrad Thompson would say, Triple A. Number three, CYN. Are they even official yet? Number two, cover or control your narrative. More on that in just a second. Um, that's that's uh, EC3 and Braun Strowman. Okay. Number one or number two, the NWA. Number three, WWE. The 2022 Best Booker Award. <laughs> number five, Sean Shelby and Nick Maynard at number five. Gato at number four. Paul Levesque at number three. That's Triple H, no, folks. Number three, Rosie or Rossi Ogawa. And number one, that badass Tony Khan. <laughs> The two, the two thousand. This is the last one. The last but not least, the two thousand twenty-two Wrestling Observer Newsletter Promoter of the Year. Number five, Nick Khan, who isn't even a promoter. Number four, Paul Levesque, aka Triple H. Number three, Rossi or Rosie Ogawa. Number two, Dana White. And coming in at number one, the snowman himself, Tony Khan, ladies and gentlemen. That is your 2022 Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards brought to you by Uncle Dave. Um, I'm going to say this and then I'll turn it over to you two to give your final thoughts for the show before we get out of here. Um, I cannot, I, I'm going to say this. I cannot wait until next week because we we are going to have some fun with every one of those awards, ladies and gentlemen. Next week's show, um, unless you two gentlemen have any objections, will most likely be completely about those awards. Absolutely. Um, we need to do a full show about these awards right here. Absolutely. 100% agreed, Kurt. Um, we spent way too much on Raw today. Um, that's our fault. So uh, next week, just be prepared you're gonna laugh. You, you, you. It, it's gonna be a great show next week because we are gonna have some fucking fun. Um, 
Brandon, your final thoughts before we get the hell out of here. Well, number one, Jake Paul just lost. And number two, I cannot wait for this show next week because I have a whole <laughs> lot to say. You are oh, not the only I, one, my brother. Best. I was doing the best I could, just not say nothing. But it, it, <laughs> it, it, when the, and the fans listen to the playback, I'm over here in the background talking my shit as we go. That's just what I do. But I'm just like, man, hey, you know what? I, I just can't wait. Oh, my God. Well, I tell you, that's all I can say. Have a good, uh, Kicking it know, over. And, you know, enjoy our week, everybody. Kicking it over to my homie, Kurt. What do you got to say before we get out of here? Um, everybody have a, a good night and a good week next week. And we'll talk to y'all because I'm just flabbergasted by what we just went through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, holding my, I'm, I'm literally holding my jaw. Night, this is this is hilarious. This, this Ladies is hilarious. and gentlemen, right. on what other wrestler show? I love BWI. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you said PWI, man. I'm like, come on. I, I was man. about to say there is there is no fucking way that that Bill After came up with this shit. Um, no way. But on what other wrestling podcast are you going to hear a word like flabbergasted? And I think that accurate, accurately states how we all feel because this shit, we gonna have some fun. This next is some week. bull. Hey, this is some bullshit. Um, ladies and gentlemen, next week we should be back on our regular schedule. Um, Saturday at 10 a.m. in the morning, we will be doing the live broadcast with the replay to follow either late Saturday evening or Sunday morning. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We, we apologize for the delays, the issues within this show, and the time we took to get through some of this shit, but we promise you, you are going to we are going to more to make it up for you next week Um, with that said Brandon, Kurt, you two have a great week ladies and gentlemen thank you, thank you ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in y'all have a great week and we will see y'all Saturday morning at 10am we out Later. peace out